Today's episode of the Base Parlor Podcast is brought to you by the Base Parlor mobile app. The Base Parlor app was created to help music talent find other music talent. So whether you're an artist, a producer, an instrumentalist, a singer-songwriter, or an audio engineer, you can find other music talent that you want to work with, collaborate with, and create great music together. The Bass Parlor app is available to download on the App Store and in Google Play. So without further ado, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bass Parlor app podcast. Today, our special guest is Keith Turner. Keith Turner, the mic burner. What's up, Keith? <laughs> Keith Turner, the mic burner. Yeah. In the building, what's going on? What's up? Glad to be here once again. Thank you yeah. for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad you can make it. I'm glad you can make it. So Key is a uh, artist out of Atlanta, but not just an artist. I would say a true lyricist, a true yeah. lyricist. Yeah, yeah. Like the kind of, the kind of <laughs> lyricist that, that I like, that I grew up on, you know? Yeah. With, with substance, you know, with substance, saying something. Yeah. With not substance. too over the head, but something to get the, the brain, you know, tickled a bit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, I like that. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. The first time I heard you flow, I was like, damn. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I was tight. Yeah. You just came out with a new uh new single, right? Yes, I did. It's called Shoot for the Stars and it's produced by JR Swifts. Uh if you're familiar with, you know, a lot of people on the producer side, JR Swifts is uh responsible for a lot of stuff with Griselda. Mm. He just did um Elzai's entire new album, uh the one that just dropped uh uh, seven times down, eight eight times up. I hope I hope I'm saying that correct. Right. Uh, but yeah, he produced it, and um, man, it's a bot man. I love it. Shoot for the yeah. stars is dope. So yeah, y'all got to check that out. Definitely, definitely. So when you work with with producers, is there a certain feel or certain kind or sound that you look for in producers, or is it just if the vibe's right and it's all good? Really, um, I I used to be on it to where it it, it had to be boom bap boom bap all the time. So right now, because I matured in my in my sound, it's if it's if the vibe is right, you know, um, and just being able to experiment with like different flows and stuff. So I'm not putting myself in a box with just a boom bap. Boom bap is my foundation. That's how I get down. Right. Point blank, period. But, you know, if the vibe is right, if it's a trap beat, if it's a house song, mm. R&B, I'm all for it. OK, OK. Yeah. Do you. When you work with this, do you just go to the studio and you write in there like, when you hear the beat? Or do you have your book of rhymes and you go thumb through your book of rhymes and see which one goes with the beat that you that you hear? Well, it it, it depends. Sometimes I have stuff that's already written because sometimes, you know, I could just be walking around. I don't even have a beat in place and I have rhymes ready to go. Mm-hmm. So if the if the track fits what I have already down, then yeah, it's a go. But most times, most times I'll get with the producer go through a few tracks and let them marinate. If okay. I, I may marinate with a track for a day or two. Right. I may marinate with a track for a whole year because I've done that. I've done that on my last project. I always talk about it on my last project, Twisted Pen, Open a Lock, the track Moonlighters. I had that beat for two whole years oh, and wow. I kept periodically like checking in with the, with the producer. Like, is it still there? Is it still there? Cause I ain't got nothing yet. Am I still okay? Because, you know, some producers don't like you sitting on their stuff. They're like, look, you know, they want people to do a quick turnaround. But not all artists can operate like that. I know so many artists that can just come out the gate, just gunning, gunning, gunning. 
for me, it's all about the energy and the vibe. Sometimes I can come out the gate, write something in 15 minutes. And then other times, like I said, it could be about a year or two. It just, it just depends. And just one day, you know, I had the track playing, I pulled it back up and all of a sudden it just downloaded into me. I'm like, ah, I got it. This is it. (laughs) Wrote it it and fit like 15 minutes. Like that's my limit. Like it always, it's always really quickly. Like when it comes to me, it's Mm -hmm. a wrap. I'm gone. I'm gone. Um, So yeah. And that's normally the process for me. Normally the process. You can never tell. I got producers now that's probably about to cut me off because some beats it, if it ain't resonating, I try to wait and it ain't resonating. It's like, ah, I yeah. don't know. You yeah. know. So. so how do you know if it's gonna if it's gonna resonate? So if you, if it doesn't hit you immediately, is it a situation where you like, I, I'm not feeling it yet, but I know I will feel it in the future because I Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So for every track that I do have, I did feel something about it. Like, okay, okay I can work with this, you know, like mm-hmm. hold on, I like that. So let me. Let me let me rock with it. Let me marinate with it. And then there's other tracks where I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, nope. <laughs> I do do that. I'm like, nah, I can't work with that. Yeah. So I tell the producer if they send me a batch or something, I'll be like, I like one, seven, and eleven or whatever. Right. And then other tracks, I'm like, that's that's uh, you know, if I ain't call it out, I don't like it. I'm not gonna rock with it. Okay. Uh, so I'll take take out of the batch that I like and just like I'll sit with it. I'll sit okay. with it. Okay. Yeah, but like shoot for shoot for the stars. Shoot for the Stars, actually, it's a funny story about how that came came along, because for that track, I was going to just a feature. I was collabing with somebody on it. Mm-hmm. But when I turned my verse in, the producer and his father were like, you know, we like how you flipped it. So we're just going to give you the track all together. OK. Drop, yeah. Drop drop a second verse. And that's you because. Wow. Yeah, that it was a little weird, but the person that I was collabing with, they had no problems with it. They were like, you know what? I bow out gracefully if y'all feel, <laughs> you know, she can compliment the track better than right. let her, you know, you know, because when you're a mature artist, you're going to be like, they'd be like, you know what? Yeah, mm-hmm. let him have it. Right. So uh, that's how that happened. So I ended up, because I, I wrote to that, the beat was so hard. I wrote to that immediately. And I mean, the, the lyrics that came out of me, I was just like, yeah, I'm in, especially because J.R. Swift, I mean, he's super dope as a producer. So I had to come hard. I didn't want to, you know what I'm saying, lack or anything. Right, right. So yeah, they they ultimately ended up giving me the entire track and and it became my next my next single. It was a real funny story. So yeah, yeah. they're like, nope. You can have it. Yeah, that's I'm tight. Second bird. You're gonna rock with that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was very humble by that too. I was like, wow. Okay, yeah. I dig it. They like it. They like it. Yeah, they really yeah. like it. That's really it. cool for the artist to do that too. That's really cool for them to be like, yo, she, she got it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't add nothing. Yeah, to it. yeah. That's yeah. her right there. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shouts out to the homie Ray Luger for that too. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to Ray Luger on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for allowing me to. It reminds me of like an old tribe, old tribe <laughs> albums where you'll see, or even Outcast. Sometimes you'll have a whole album, then you have like one or two tracks with either like Fife or Q-Tip, and it's just like I'm sure in the studio the same thing. Like, no, he he, that he, let him yeah. have that one. Yep, like that's him all that's day, him right there. Yeah. Day. You know, you hear a lot of times um, with major labels. You know how they have in-house producers, and they'll make a specific song for a specific artist, mm-hmm. and that artist will turn it down. And then a, another artist to pick it up and go with it. Like I recently learned 
that lighters up from little Kim was initially made for Lauren. Oh wow. Okay. Now, right. And I and, and when I heard that it was crazy because when I I remember hearing that song and thinking to myself, I could really hear hear Lauren on this. Like this sounds like a Lauren track and then I found out that it was initially made for her. Right. But then little Kim got it. I was like, what? okay, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But, I mean, it works. It just, you know, yeah. yeah. Just works. So Take us back to the beginning. How did you get started with rhyming? So I started rhyming when I was about 12, 13 years old. Um, I grew up in a house with uh, two brothers, two older brothers who were heavily, heavily into hip hop. So I, that's all I heard all day, every day. Now, a lot of people don't know that I, I really started out as a singer. You know, um, my father, he played guitar. He would come home from work. He would play. I would sit up there and make up songs with him singing. But, you know, as the little sister and the only girl and wanting to follow behind my big brothers, you know, they're in there doing the, the hip hop dances and they're rhyming. And I'm like, hold up. Like, I, I, I want to get into that. So I started like really like listening and sitting in with them. And yeah. my brother, uh, Triple M, shouts out to Triple M. He started spitting and he was really good. And he started having ciphers outside in the front house, like all his friends would come over and that was just the thing to do. And then one day I decided like, I want to get in the cipher. I want to yeah. try to rhyme, you know what I'm saying? And I did. And then he was just like, hold up, yo. Like <laughs> you actually have something there. You got okay. something there. Okay. So from that point on, I just started rhyming with him, getting in ciphers or whatever. And um, <laughs> eventually Signed up for talent shows. I remember my, my, my first talent show, I actually sang and then busted, busted a little rhyme. I did a uh, Mary J reminisce mm -hmm. and uh, did a little rap. And then from then on, there was this entertainment company in the audience and uh, they picked me up and was like, hey, we think you got something. You know, we want to help further, you know, your artistry or whatever. And shouts out to Black the Basics, by the way, okay. the first en entertainment company to ever introduce me to a studio recording process, all that. They did that. And, uh, and yeah, and that started when I was about 13, Rama with my brother, 12, 13 years old, about 14, 15, getting comfortable enough to do shows and meeting up with entertainment companies. And it, it was on from there. It was right. on from there. I've always written my, my own material. Um, and because of my, my stage presence, you know, and just being in that circle of art or whatever, producers would approach and be like, hey, you know, damn, like, you spitting for real. We want to work with you. So I started working with different producers and, okay. and all of that. And it just went up from there. Right. So, yeah. That makes, that makes sense. So back in that early age, who were some of your influences? Who were some of your influences in hip hop as far from the artist side? But, oh, gosh. Um, from listening to Big Daddy Kane, uh, okay. uh, uh, KRS, Slick Rick, um, EPMD, it, pretty much everybody from the late 80s early 90s you could think of i mean okay. all of it was the quick transition when it came to writing your lyrics did you i mean how did that transition go from you know because you start off as a singer then to writing yeah how long did it take for you to feel comfortable writing actual song actually it was natural for me so okay. uh, a little a little tidbit about myself that a lot of people don't know and i need to stop leaving this out uh, when i'm doing interviews because I actually used to write short stories as a child. Um, 
my <laughs> my dad would have like tons of notebooks. He was in the Navy and he had like a lot of notebook paper and stuff mm. from work or whatever. And um, I used to take all of his notebook paper and just write, just write. Whatever was in my imagination, there would be little short stories. They may be something that I thought of originally, or I might write my own version of House Party yeah. and draw pictures. But <laughs> And so writing was natural for me already. You know, I had a typewriter one Christmas. I only got a typewriter because typewriters were very expensive back then. I don't yeah. want to give away my age, but um, it was the Smith. I forget the name of it. The Smith. Ah, it's a brand of typewriter that was very popular. Right. But I used to write so much and my dad got so tired of me using up all his notebook paper for one Christmas. He was like, I'm getting her a typewriter. Okay. Cause she's just, she's, uh, that's all I ever did was just in my yeah. room. Right, 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 right. Okay. So it was natural for me because I was already writing. I already had, my imagination was already out there. Um, I would do poems, stories, you name it. And I used to hold on to all of my little writings. I held on to them for so long. Um, so when it came time to, to doing, you know, writing rhymes, I would refer back to my little short stories or it, I had a dictionary on the side, everything. So <laughs> I would just refer back and kind of like piece stuff together like that. So it, that tr the transition was natural. It was okay. completely natural. Okay. So, you know, my, my dad always says it was already in me. You know, right. he's like, it's already in you. Um, he, you know, told me recently I came from a line of mu musicians. You know, mm -hmm. my dad played, my uncles, they sing, you know. Yeah. So it's there. So it, it came naturally. It wasn't hard at all. Because it, and now that I think about it, you know, even my brother with him rhyming mm -hmm. the way that he did, it came naturally for him too. Because he's pretty, dope you know what i'm saying i'm like god yeah. it was natural for him too so it's just in us just yeah. a musical family you know what i mean yeah it's in the blood it's in the blood it's in probably it's cool too that your brother kind of took you under his wing and got yeah, he you did. Know, oh, he friendship did. going on you know he, he did he gave me my first moniker uh my first stage name my first moniker which was jagged because okay. when i first started rhyming I came out with a fast delivery. You know how they say Jay-Z used to rhyme real, real fast when right. he first started out? Right. That's how I was. I don't know what it is about some MCs. A lot of MCs, actually, they start out really fast rhyming, you know, until mm -hmm. they kind of sink and get into the flow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember one of the first tapes I got was, uh, remember Foo Schnickens? Remember them back in the day? Oh, Foo. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Style effects. I remember that whole little era right there too. Was yeah, that whole yeah. So I, you know, um, from that era because that's the era I'm I'm from. Really, you know, I was spitting fast, right. and when I spit, it was just like real rugged, you know. So he's like, "Man, you remind me of a sword. How you just chopping? You know what? You should call yourself jagged." And I'm like, "I'll take that." You know, <laughs> I like that. At first, it was jagged edge until jagged edge the R&B yeah, group, yeah. and then I just cut it to jagged. Right. But um, but yeah, he did. He took me under his wing. Uh, we used to rhyme in ciphers all the time. You know, I grew up in Virginia Beach and we would go down to the block. The oceanfront is what we called it. Mm -hmm. uh, the block, the oceanfront. And, you know, they had T-shirt shops out there where the DJs would just mm -hmm. set up and people would come by and rhyme, you know, clubs, the cave. I go in there and do freestyle battles and stuff like that. Right. So but but yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, even to this day. You know, if I do something new, I always I call him my coach. I, I let him hear it. 
like, bruh, how's this? He's like, man, you know, the teacher has now become the student, man. You got this, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> you good, <laughs> you good. So yeah, yeah. Shouts out to my big brother, Mark, yeah, yeah. man. You got that approval. Man, he does. He gives. I and that's my big brother, so I always look up to him. You know, yeah. I'll be like, "Is that right? That sound good? That's straight." He like, "Man, shut up! Get off of my phone! What you talking about? Like, you, you doing this too long? You good?" I'm like, "All right, but still." Yeah. So how'd you how'd you make your way down from uh from Virginia Beach down to Atlanta? Was it because of music? Yeah, yeah, music was definitely the the main factor in it all. Um, I was in a group before I left Virginia called the Gypsies and it was an all-female hip-hop group and man we we did a lot in VA up and down the east coast period like we we were mashing out and then we ended up disbanding and um and you know like maybe a year or two after that I was like ah you know uh time to move on I've done all I could do in VA and at that point you know I had a family member saying hey you know Atlanta it's becoming like really big in the music scene. You know, maybe you should relocate. There's nothing really holding you back in Virginia. You done, you done did all you could do out here. You know, y'all done made a name. You made a name for yourself. You done been all over the radio. You have rocked every venue possible. What else is there to do? So I'm like, yeah, it's time to expand. So yeah, uh, decided back in 2007, like, hey, pack up, relocate. Okay. You know, come out here, get a job and start networking. Right. And, and that's what happened. The move happened, and it's been beautiful, man. I I, I love Atlanta. I, I get homesick. I, I just made an IG post like, dang, I got to go back to VA and visit. It's been a minute. Um, but, yeah, 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 I'm loving Atlanta. I can't even lie. Yeah, that was great saying with music, too. I mean, it's, it's huge, of course, now. now I'm from Atlanta originally, and I grew up, I've seen the whole change. Um, wow. And so, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's the music city now, you know? Yeah, it is. It's become a melting pot. And I've met so many incredible people, so many, countless. And the, the, the love, the energy, the support out here is real. I know every city has their issues, you know, with clicks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I didn't get that. I don't get that a lot. You know, um, my experience with other creatives out here has been mostly positive, really, mostly positive. Um, People are so supportive, too. You know, Uh, as far as the people that I've met, people are so supportive, uh, which leads me to talking about um, Fresh and Local. Fresh and Local is an arts guild that I'm with. Um, You know, it consists of about five of the artists and we pretty much I've joined them couple years after I got here and it was like, Hey, you know, we're all here together to support one another and push each other. And, and that's what it is. And I, I really, really got love for those guys. Fresh and local is, is dope. Super that's dope. Tight. That's real tight. So it's been really easy connecting with, you know, producers, artists, audio engineers since you moved down here. It's been pretty. Yeah. Surprisingly. I mean, it was really, really easy. Um, when I, when I got here, uh, gosh, it's been, there's been so many people that I've, that I've encountered. Um, I got to, I found a venue through Craigslist. I, you remember, remember when Craigslist was like the place yeah, to go to like, find gigs and stuff like that. Yeah. So found a couple of gigs through Craigslist, performed at a couple places. That's where I met a lot of people. And from then on, it's just been like the dots have been 
connecting, you know, one show to the next, meet a person to the next, you know, it's like for real, the real deal networking, you know what I mean? And, but the thing is about it is when you're out here networking, you got to maintain those relationships. Relationships are everything, you know, um, it's easy to burn bridges in this industry because people, their, their egos, their lack of humility, everybody's just trying to, you know, a dog eat dog or whatever. But I feel that because I, I move in a certain way, I maintain my relation, my relationships genuinely. And that has helped me a lot, you know? So for any artists out there that's listening, maintain your relationships. Don't, don't be out here just trying to, oh, I'm trying to get on. So you're going to like step on people's feet and be, you're going to be disrespectful and you're going to do what you got to do. Cause Oh, you want to get on, cut that out. Like be genuine, be a good person. It does pay to be nice in this, in this thing, really. You know how some people are, Oh, the music, the, the music industry is so, you know, you got to be a savage. No, you don't. We're going to destroy that lie right now. No, I didn't link with the people that I link with being a savage, you know, everything that's come my way is come because I maintain relationships genuinely. You know what I mean? You know, right. so. Right. Yeah. No, that's good advice. That's good advice. Yeah. And that's great advice for, for relationships. When you think back over your career, as far as an artist, what's some, what's something that you've learned as an artist, um, you know, from when you first started to now? Again, I got to go back to the relationship thing. Relationships. Okay. Um, just watching and seeing how certain people operate. And I'm just like, Hmm. And just seeing the outcome of that, it's taught me to, yeah, you don't, you don't have to operate like that. You know, you don't have to be sorry for cussing. You don't have to be a bitch. You don't have to be like, just be your good self, good natured person. (laughs) Just keep it real with people. You know what I'm saying? And it'll take you, a long way you know yeah. don't do nobody dirty like just just keep it keep it honest out here you know uh the on- honesty is always the best policy um let your yeses be yes and let your nos be no you yeah. know don't don't tie yourself in anything that that you're gonna regret like oh my god i shouldn't have you know like really <laughs> i've learned to really sift out exactly what it is that i want to do you know make sure that my plate is just an, there's just enough on my plate to where I can handle it. And it's not too much where I'm overwhelmed. And then that causes me to mess something up. You know, when somebody's looking at me like, you know, right. <laughs> ah, right. what's, what's wrong with her? I don't like how she moving, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, overall, really, the most important thing that I've learned is, yeah, maintaining relationships. That is definitely I we talk I talk about that with my people all the time because I really feel like out of everything seriously relationships are everything everything in this business. Okay, that makes sense. Real. It makes sense. I see a lot of times where you know if it's if it's close or it, it may even someone's more talented than the other one, but you're like I just want to you know I like his vibe I like her vibe I can just chill with that person I know that. He or she's going to be there when they say they're going to be there. It's not going to be a whole yeah. bunch of, you know, just yeah. have the least resistance a lot of times. It's like, let me just go with this person because I know they'll yeah. be there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. Good business practices, too. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, right. I, I have, you know, been asked to do shows where, you know, it was a b- big task, you know, uh, depending on the type of show that it was. 
and 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 I've been commended on my professionalism, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing my part, you know, because some some people can really be sloppy out here and the music it is a business you have to treat it like a business just like any other business you know people are not going to keep coming to your your restaurant if y'all aren't consistent every time right. you know if the food ain't consistent, not going to keep coming you know so same thing for music you know let the music be consistent you know let let your business practices be consistent and you're always going to get people are always going to be reaching out and you know and the other thing too is you know don't be afraid to support other people it's okay like you're not losing nothing by supporting somebody else that's why i'm quick to throw somebody else video on my ig story or whatever because there's room for for us all and i feel like you know if if i'm if i'm showing my genuine love and support for somebody else you know, you reap what you sow. It's going to come back to you, you know. And, you know, some people are like, oh, I ain't supporting them because they don't support me. It doesn't matter because you're going to reap what you sow, whether or not the, the reaping comes from that person directly or somebody else. Either way, because that's the way the universe works, it's going to come back. So show love, you yeah. know, like show love. Don't be afraid to show love to other people. It's cool. It's fine. Like, ain't nobody going to outshine me. Cause I'm already, I'm shining in my own light, just like that person shining in their own light. So it's like some artists out here be tripping. Like, you know, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to compete with anyone. (laughs) I'm not in the competition. I'm my own competition. I'm trying to do better than my last song. That's my, that's my competition. And I'm not, I'm not afraid to show love. You know, I'm a shine, you shine, we all shine. You know, it's all love. Yeah, that's that's the right mentality to have. That's definitely the right mentality to have. So last two questions, I'm going to flip on you. So when, I, when we spoke last time, you asked me two hard questions. I'm going to flip it on you and ask you the same <laughs> hard question. <laughs> and you, you have to here, five. We go. here we go. <laughs> Top five lyricists of all time. Of all, all time. time. Of all time. Only five. Of all time. And, and, and why? Whew. Okay, I'm gonna take it back to the root. KRS one. Okay. Because he is the teacher. Um, he gave the blueprint of how to be an MC. Right. I feel like if you're an MC in this day and age, I don't care how old, how young, you need to go and listen to at least one album by KRS. So he's definitely one of my top five. Okay. okay. Um, Big Daddy Kane. Okay. Because he is one of the first people where I, I understood what the metaphors were. Like, you know, put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. Like, damn. Right. You know, that line <laughs> is still hard to right. this day. Mm-hmm. he's timeless his flow his delivery there was none like it um it's so funny because on my phone krs1 black 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 music video just popped up see i don't i'm about that life i love krs it just popped up on my phone um uh big daddy big daddy came um in his stage presence mm, yeah 
was everything, is everything, even now. Right. Even now. Uh, let's see. That's two, three. Black thought. I think I I, I think I've mentioned this before. Because mm-hmm. black thought is an instrument with the music. Like him rhyming with the the live band, it's like he's almost, he is that instrument. The way his cadence, his flow, let, we don't even got to go into the lyric side of it. Every time he says something, it's it's mind-blowing. Right. Um, you see his freestyle on uh, Funk Flex? Oh my, oh you know, my goodness. Like 10 minutes, I was like, man. Insane. And I, he just keeps going and going. It's like he's a, a freight train. He just doesn't stop. Right. And it's the barrage of just greatness every time. So, yeah, uh, let's see. KRS, Big Daddy, Black Thought. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I'm going to go with Slick Rick. I'm okay. going to go with Slick. Okay. I'm going to go with Slick because nobody has ever told a story like Slick. Slick is the number one storyteller. Um, I remember listening to his album uh, with my brother, specifically the, the, what was it, the Indian song, <laughs> even though it wasn't the cleanest song that I should have been listening to at that age. Right. But it was the story and it was funny and he made you see it. <laughs> you know, children's story. I mean, come on, uh, Slick. Um I know people are probably like, why should, why isn't she saying anybody, you know, too new? I know Black Thought is probably probably the newest that I'm gonna say out of all of these people. Um, but the legends though, I gotta give them their flowers because they are the blueprint. So I'm probably gonna stick with old school. Um slick, so I got one more. Gosh, you really gonna limit me to five you though? Have five. You gotta have five. Ooh. If I said 20, you would have been like 19. You'd have been like, oh, you going to limit me to 20? There's, I know. There's so many. There's so many. And and I know once we get done with it, with this, I'm going to be like, oh, I should have said, I should have said. Yeah, that's how it always is. But you know what? I'm going to flip it on everybody and say that fifth greatest MC of all time, I'm going to say myself. Okay. The mic burner. And the reason (laughs) and the and the reason why is because I'm just gonna put that out as an affirmation for myself. That I'm I'm I am one of I am one of the greats. Um I'm I'm gonna go ahead and put that out there. Keith Turner is in my top five. I am in my top five. I'm gonna be one of the greats on somebody's top five. I'm going to be there. They're going to be like, you know what? That chick, Key Turner, yo, she in my top five. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and leave that there. Okay. Since there's so many, I'm going to put myself in that equation. Yep. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Done. And, that's in no, <laughs> and that's in no particular order. So you, you could be number one. I could be I for one. I mean, hey, you never know. Never hey, this, this, hey, this God's work. Whatever he downloaded into me, I could write one of the hardest rhymes tomorrow that sets the world on fire. We don't know. This no. God work. He put it in me. And if he wanted there, that's what it is. There it is. I'm open for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm last, open and I'm here. Yeah. Last, I mean, those are all incredible lyricists. 
But uh, Leslie, what do you have coming up for 2021? What can we look forward to? So I, I will be dropping more music. Okay. Um, you know, I planned on having an album, but you know, COVID is in the way. It actually took a minute for me to get around to 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 even drop "Shoot for the Stars." Um, but I am working towards an album that I have to uh, that I'm going to drop hopefully by the the springtime. Okay. Uh, but before then, just keep looking out for new music because I'm I'm coming. I've been recording. I've been sitting on a lot of material, and I'm about to just start you know putting it out there. Uh, but 2021 some stuff coming. I'm I'm going to be featured on the uh the future is female project with uh Nats the ruler. Uh I know a lot of people know who who he is. One of the most incredible producers from my hometown, you know, that's VA fam right there. Um so he has a project coming out with all women called The Future's Female and that's public knowledge. I don't think I'm on get any backlash for it, but it's public knowledge because he's posted it, put it out there. Okay. Um, and when I tell you the world is not ready, bruh, it is insane. Some of the dopest women in hip hop are featured on this project. Okay. You name it. Yeah. If you think it, if you're thinking it, they're probably on there. Okay. And I'm, I am, I am honored to be a part of it. That's one thing I'm looking for, forward to for 2021. The future is female, uh, solely produced by Knots. It is, it's monumental is what it is. Right. Incredible. Nothing like it has ever been done, you know, like an all women's compilation mm. at this magnitude with right. that type of production. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Great! It's gonna be crazy. I'm I'm on the track with some with some heavy hitters, and I am super excited about it. Like I'm I'm still like in my head. I'm like, did that really happen? This really happened. Okay, yeah, it's it's done. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> you it's coming. When it comes out, because I'm gonna check out. But it's gonna be on Spotify. Oh, Apple, oh absolutely, absolutely right? Okay, absolutely. If 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 it's the way that I think it's going to go then the world you're gonna you're gonna hear about it it's gonna be everywhere because it's stupid it's okay. freaking incredible seriously um also i am the um i am the new host of the national beat battle association i want to put that out there um it's a beat battle league that that was started by Chew the Specialist. Chew the Specialist is another uh, producer. He, he did stuff for Tupac. He did stuff for Ghostface. Um, and he decided to do a beat battle league. So he's gathered up like some of the hottest producers from around the nation. And they're divided into seven teams so far because it's just starting out. It's just new. But, uh, you know, Red Man just shouted us out. Just recently co-signed for it. You know, Shaheen today from the Woo just co-signed for it. And more people are going to be shouting it out. Um, and that takes place. Uh, so we're in the first season of that right now. And in 2021, uh, so the season's about to end. But then 2021 is going to be the second season. So I'm telling you, if for anybody out there that 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 loves the, the beat culture and just hip-hop, period. Like, y'all have to watch these beat battles. They are amazing these people these producers man like every week my pressure is up because i'm like oh my god i can't believe the amount of talent right these dudes are crazy 
crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. So Atlanta has has a team. It's called the uh, the ATL Track Monsters. They okay. they just uh, battled last week and won against um, the Shaw City Loops. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a Florida team. There's a Milwaukee team. There's a a Houston team as well. I feel like I'm leaving out somebody else. Um, but man, let me tell you. It's incredible. So yeah, y'all, y'all have to follow NBBA LLC on Instagram and follow the Beat Battle League, man. It, it's a dope, dope competition. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, I'm and and you know, it's one and it's one of a kind too, because right. there's never never been like a, a beat battle league. It it is similar to the NBA, but it's the and NBA. I like, that. I like how you have the cities. They have, you know, cities compete against other cities. So you get like Yeah. Uh, oh man, they got the jerseys and everything. The oh, jerseys okay. fly like the the of the visuals for everything. Oh right. man, they did that, and I'm 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 glad to be a part of that as the host every week. So and it's been a lot of fun, a lot yeah. of fun. It's gonna be yeah. You know you're gonna get behind you get behind your city roof of your city because it brings a whole feel to it, whole vibe yeah. to it. You know, I like matter of fact, um, I'm glad you mentioned that my city, uh, Tide Water Mixed Gods. That's who I miss. The Tide Water Mixed Gods out of VA. Okay, boy. They killed it. Uh, we they had they competed. I guess I think it was against Chicago a couple weeks ago. Them boys showed out. I was like, boy, that's home right there, hometown. They killed it. Good lord, VA boy, it is definitely something in the water. Yeah. But um, but yeah, yeah. All all producers on Base Parlor, y'all need to sign up and watch it. Watch it. You'll love it. So yeah. Yes, yep. ma'am. So uh, once again, this is Keith Turner, the Mike Burner artist, okay. lyricist, originally from from Virginia Beach, now yes. in Atlanta. Now in Atlanta, the now born in Jacksonville, military family, raised okay. in Virginia Beach. Okay. And now Atlanta is my home. Now so, Atlanta. Yeah, so, love Atlanta, I, man. Yeah, I appreciate you joining us today here, Keith. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.